Yeah. You have such a sparkle in you, haven't you? So thank, thank you, you for inviting me here. Thank you. Mm. You're so welcome, Christine. Thank it's you. so nice to be here with you. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Welcome, everybody. We are here today with Building for Peace with Hannah Jewell, and we have Christine Lenadek with us. Christine was born in France. She used to work in clothing design, and she's been here with us in the UK for about 30 years. She has done some amazing work and projects. I'm so excited to have her here today to share with us the charity that she's formed, All for Love and Love for All, and the impetus that it grows from and the passion that it moves forward in the world. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can you just maybe begin with yourself and your journey of discovery that led you to create this beautiful charity? Okay. Um, I feel, oh, I feel very blessed that I've been asked to do this work. Um, oh, it led me to it. I was um, in a meditation one morning. I'm not someone who meditates a lot, but I was just sitting in silence and and I felt like a big surge of love energy coming into my heart, but immense and it was like a vortex, you know, surrounding my whole being full of love. <laughs> and uh, it was so overwhelming, so much love, I asked the universe what to do with all this love. And it's, it was not a voice, it was something in, inside of me, you know, whether I say, help the orphan. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I knew, I felt I would be led, you know, so it was kind of a puzzle, mm -hmm. piece of puzzle coming together, showing me how to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. So many of us in humanity right now are receiving that heart opening. Oh, thank you. And uh, our personal gift to the world and yours is this incredible passion in caring for the orphans. And it led to this founding of All for Love and Love for All. Tell us a little bit, what is this charity? What is its mission and purpose? Let's start there. Our mission is to I there is something in me um, I don't know, it's, it's my patience um, I feel every child should have a full belly every day food you know there is abundance on this planet and 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 there is enough for everybody and, and and because I've been asked to do this for the orphan children, and I felt, yeah, it feels right because if you're a child and you're poor, you still have a source of love, you know, if you have your parents, your family. But if you have a child and you don't have parents or family, there is no love, no love to, 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 to hold you. So, also, I, I go and bring food to those children. I feel that it's beyond food as well. I, bring, I am really aware that I bring this love energy with me, which means hope, which means care, which means sometimes I go in countries and I, I, I think, oh, for a child, to realize that someone came from so far away to bring food and water and love, you know, probably must expand his, his whole being, you know, is that, yes, so people care. And there is food and it can come from anywhere, anytime. 
you know, and and I feel when when you know that when you feel it, it hopefully it it expands a child hope. Mm-hmm. Yes, so mm-hmm. that's what I do. Mm. It's such a beautiful, beautiful um, passion. We have many charities that say yeah. feed the world. Yeah. But Christine, you just bring this incredible love for the child and yeah. for their heart through. And yeah. like we were talking earlier, you said it's a vortex of love that just moves through you. And yeah. you're aware that laughing with them and dancing with them is part yeah. of the medicine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so, so I, yeah, um, I love to do that. And, and I realize when... When I'm there, when I arrive and I bring food, or sometime, you know, I install a water system. So, a well, water wells can have water. Sometimes they don't have water. I'm, I'm really aware that I bring. It's beyond the material manifestation, food, and the water. There is an energy, and and when I'm there, I can feel this energy taking me in again, this love energy, and the child feel it. So it's like we we dance, mm-hmm. the dance of love and gratitude, you know, because they're so grateful for what they receive. And I'm so grateful to what I've given. So it's make like this vortex of joy and love of giving and receiving. And, and it's an amazing experience for me. And I think that's why I love it so much, you know, because it's... It's such a good feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for me and for them. Joy, yeah. love, hope, and purpose. Yeah. These these are what are listed on your website that you bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're they're this divine blueprint moving through you. Yes, yes, in a sense. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects? I know that you've done some work in Kalai with the refugees there and some work in Sierra Leone and Gambia and Yeah. And Senegal. I mean I've got I've Philippines as well, India. Um I yeah, I went with a refugee a few years ago in Greece. Uh you know where some people arrive, my boat, so I went there. And I went to yeah, India, Philippines, the last few years, mainly in Africa. Um, I never thought I would go to Africa, but one year, I remember one year, it was a New Year's Eve, you know, and people make wish for the year ahead. And I remember I was on my own and I said, come on, universe, I fed few hundred children this year. I, w- I came back from the Philippines, you know, when they had this big tsunami oh uh, no it was a typhoon and all philippines was de- not all of philippines but part of the philippines were destroyed and i went to distribute food and close to the children so anyway it was this new year's Eve, and i said come on universe i distributed few hundred meals this year can i give a thousand next year feed mm-hmm. thousand children and so i have this little shop in brighton that i'm giving back uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so I, I went in my shop and a few days later a woman came, an African woman, and she said, oh, would you come and help in Africa? Because some children um, are orphaned because they lost their parents because of the Ebola. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't know. I never went to Africa. And I said, do you know how many children I can help there? She said, at least a thousand. And I saw that was the answer to my call. So that's how I started my 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 journey to Africa. So the last few years I've been called to different country in Africa and I've installed nine water wells um in in Africa in different country. Uh, recently I was in Senegal and and uh, so I think over the years I must have distributed over five thousand mil. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I just love to see a child eat. And some people say, "Oh, you know, you give a meal and that's it." But I, 
I don't think people realize, you know, when you're child and you didn't have the food for weeks, you know. Mm. Someone come and give you a meal, you know. It's, it's a lot. And, and sometimes they can't finish their plate because they, their stomach has shrunk. Uh-huh. Then, then I find this little bit sad, but, but um, so, yeah, I did that, and um, but I, I was in Senegal recently, and um, there's children, a lot of children begging in the street in Senegal, and I found a place where hundreds of them live, and so I installed a water well because in Africa, children have to walk miles sometimes to find water. And the carriers was big, heavy, and sometimes they arrive with no water. So I installed a water well, and there was a bit of land there, and I asked the people, can I grow garden for the children there? So they say yes, so I bought seed, and, and children love um, having their own garden and see the food grow and I bought banana trees, mango tree, avocado oh, and wow. and I found a garden now to teach the children how to look after. So that so that's lovely. I love to do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so water, seeds, community starts to grow yeah. and these children yes. have not only the chance of a full belly and being hydrated. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the satisfaction of yes. growing their own food and knowing they're loved. Every time they eat yeah. a banana, Christine, they're going to be giving yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone sent me a video yesterday of the garden, actually. He sent me a video of the child cutting a fruit and saying thank you to uh-huh. me. Yes, as this is so lovely. <laughs> But, but I'm aware that it's not just me, you know, it's people who found my project, people who give me some money so I can do that, you know, um, with my little shop. My little shop is okay, I need to give it back now. So tell us about this shop. It's, it's got a storefront in Brighton at the moment. It says all for love, love for love all. Love for all, yeah. And um, does it sell second-hand goods, new yeah, goods. People, yeah, people, yeah, I had this shop for maybe about 10 years and then people bring their clothes and, you know, but a uh, few reasons I need to give it back. One is I did too much on my own uh-huh. and I kind of damaged my back. Yeah. I did a bit too much, so I cannot really carry. Carry the shop supplies. Carry stuff and move stuff around, so. There is this as well, and I think the universe works, you know, in a good way. I think it's telling me, look, your body can't do it anymore. And as well, after the COVID, you know, the restrictions, the shop is not bringing enough money now to fund my projects. So, so, uh, so previously, prior to the pandemic, yeah. Um, the shop was bringing enough to actually fund your trips and... Yeah, it was. And because I'm a registered charity, mm-hmm. um, I can have access to some funding, so sometimes I can make some application to some big, big trust or foundation or mm-hmm. give some money to put a water well or, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I can get some contribution towards that. So. so some grant money coming in, the revenue from the shop, and individuals as well are supporting you. Yeah, not a lot. And I think at the moment I, I, I'm stretching out um, with my comfort zone, you know, going mm-hmm. to talk to people because I think if people give a pound a month, uh-huh. is that okay to say this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, with 300 pounds a month, I can feed 500 children for a month. Amazing. And I can, because I've done it so many years, I know, and with, um, I know, of course, and if I, to install a water well, 
I need between a thousand to fifteen hundred pounds, so mm -hmm. it's not a lot. No. So in my little head, I think, oh, if people give a pound a month, three hundred people, I can fit five hundred people. So I need to find other way to rest from it. Exactly. And, and maybe to bring more people into this, you've been yeah. carrying this passion, like blazing the trail, and maybe it's time for some people to go with you. Yeah, nobody mm -hmm. is welcome, you know. So I'm let's sure. imagine, Christine, that um, quite a number of people are getting involved, and you've got support running the shop, and some donations coming in. What would your next project be? Where would you go? Well, I've got a beautiful project. Um, when I was in Africa the first time, this woman invited me and I, I was on a mission. I fed, I think I distributed over a thousand mail mm -hmm. uh, in a week or something. And the woman, a woman was like, oh my God, that's incredible because I love, I love to sell the food. You know, my, my really thing is to put food on the plate and give it to the child, you know. And a woman, African woman, was so, I think it touched her heart. And, and she asked me as well, what, what's your dream? What's your next project? And I said, my, my dream is to build a home for some of the children. Some children live in condition. Um, they live, um, it's just a pile of rubbish for miles and miles, you know, where the government brings all the, you know, all the bean from people in this mountain, and even there are pigs living there. And the children, they don't have a home. They just live in the rubbish and survive picking up rubbish. And, uh, and I tell this woman, I said, I'd love to build a home for these children, give them a chance. And she said, oh, I've got land to give you. So she gives me a piece of land to do it, bless her. Okay. So, yeah, my, my, that's my dream. Oh, Christine, I really <laughs> would love to see this dream. Yeah, it, yeah it, it will. I feel it in my heart. I feel it too. It's real. I feel it too. Yeah. You're coming from such a pure place. How can it not happen? Well, it's, it's yeah, I don't know if it's pure. But <laughs> <laughs> the love shining in your eyes is so yeah. pure. Well, what can you do with love? You know, you just have to use it and gave, you know, what love is for. You know, some people, they paint beautiful art. That's an expression of love. Some people play music, that's the way they give their love through the music they play. Mm -hmm. Some people do, I don't know, you told me you give massage, and that's the way you channel your love. Mm -hmm. You know, Carl challenges love by making beautiful, video on, on different we all have a way mm -hmm. to express our love we all have a chance mm -hmm. and and, I, and and for me that's a way i can express my love i can't feed all the children of the planet but if i can make the difference to few hundred of few thousand you know why not? <laughs> That's something to do. Bring it on, universe. Where do you want me to go next? <laughs> Let's do it. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? So it's fun. Mm -hmm. I have tears coming because yeah, it's yeah, children are beautiful. You know. Children have an incredible capacity for resilience to yeah. be love, even in the harshest of conditions, to express care for each other, yeah. even when living in a rubbish dump. Yeah, and I think as well, maybe in their little heart, they've been calling for help. Uh -huh. You know, they put their ass to the universe to get more food or to get... And the universe said, here she comes, and here I go, 
you know, so anyway, I am the answer to the, to the heart desire. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it's a, it's a privilege because I see the children and I say, you've called me, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I bring food in abundance and... So tell me a little bit more about the arts and their importance in your work. The, about? The arts. The dance, the music. Yeah, but I remember when I was in Africa the first time because I did in I know in Africa people really like music, so I, I went there and I said, Oh, when I feed the children, I want to bring music with me. So I asked some people, do you know a band? Because I said, that'd be fun, I feel the children and there is music, you know? Mm -hmm. So I bring the joy. And I couldn't find a band. And I said, wow. And someone said, you need to bring a DJ. And I said, no, I'm not going to bring electronic music in, in the slum, you know? Then after a few days, I said, oh, why not? I like a good drive sometime, you know? <laughs> so I found a DJ, so he was amazing, that those big speakers, and to go to the slum is quite, it's not on the main road, you know, sometimes you have to. So it was like quite an expedition to bring those big speakers and the DJ with his kit. And so he was playing music. So you know, lovely music, and the children were dancing, and I was dancing with them, and and so, so I, yeah, I did this two times, I love it. It's really, rest vibration, and I love dancing with the children, you know, so they hit, and we dance, or, you know, so, so that's where, yeah, the DJ must love, you know, the children, I imagine. That some of them never been out of the slum. Mm -hmm. You know, one day I took a little girl, she was this little girl. She really touched my heart, this little girl, like. So I was feeding the children, and the children were hitting with a big smile. And I could see this little girl, about four years old, and she looked really scruffy, you know, they live in, in the bin. And I could see she was observing me, you know. And she didn't smile. So I left and, and, and a, a, a face, a whole being was really in my heart and I keep thinking about her. And, and so I called the guy, when I saw the guy, you helped me to organize all the food, you know. Um, and I said, I'd like to take this little girl out of art for a day, you know, if she wanted to. And I didn't know if she had parents, she, she just had a mom there. And I said, ask her mom. And, and uh, so they say yes, so I went because this little girl, oh my God. So when I met her, she had those scruffy clothes, you know, she was dirty because they didn't have water. They live in rubbish, they don't have water. So imagine everybody is filthy because they live there. And uh, so they had found a dress. <laughs> so the dress was probably five times too big for her, you know, just long dress, very colorful, completely ripped. And <laughs> remember, the only dress they found. And they wash her, they must have got some water somewhere. And they put her hair up. And she was looking like a princess, you know. And I took her with me. And she never been out, she never been in a car. So when I took her in the car, she was like, I think she must have seen she was in a spaceship or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And she was looking around, she never got out, and she saw light and houses <laughs> and trees. And it was just, for me, it was an incredible experience. And she was like, yeah, like, imagine if I went in a spaceship, I'd probably be like that. And, and she, she couldn't speak, she was not speaking. She was a bit, you know, like this, and was the side of the car, mm -hmm. seat. And, and it, it was really, and, and she went, I don't know, I didn't speak her language, so she said to the guys that she wanted, to go to the toilet. Normally in the slum, you know, they just go on the, 
on the pile of rubbish, you know, they don't have bathroom there. So we stopped the car and so the guy stopped at the petrol station and just peace in the middle of this petrol station. Then I went to go to the loo. And she went like that. So you say, okay, she's thirsty. So they had a little shop. So I said, okay, let's get her a drink. And you had this fridge, you know, with all the drink. And she's never, remember, she's never been out. So we go there, and there you had also fruit, you know, drink, uh, fruit and fruit, uh, fruit drinks. And, you know, she wanted this big bottle of milk. And the guy from the shop was trying to explain to her, you know, it's, no, she wanted this one. So I got her the milk. As guys, he had a cup, good cup. Then went back in the car, gave her a drink, and she went. <laughs> then suddenly I realized, oh my God, I understood this little girl. She wanted the biggest bottle, no matter what it was. Do you understand? She had the opportunity to get the biggest. She didn't know if it was food, drink, or milk. She never had any milk anyway, <laughs> you know. And he was like, oh my God, you know. And uh, and I asked her if I could take her for a night, you know. I said she probably never see, saw the sea, so maybe I'll take her to see the sea, you know. So I found a little hut on the beach, and they took me there. It was the end of the day. With getting dark and since so little hut they had a bed so we opened the door and the guy who was doing the translation he said no you could sleep and she threw her body on the floor she never seen a bed mm-hmm. she didn't know what the bed is she just <laughs> put her body on the floor mm-hmm. and it was like oh my god mm-hmm. you know then, then I showed the bathroom and, you know, I closed the door, you know, she never seen the bathroom, and, never mind. and after half an hour, she hadn't come out. And I said, well, I better go and check if she's okay. And I went, she found a tap of water. She's never seen a tap of water, right? Mm-hmm. No water. And she was under the tap, putting water all over her body, playing with the water, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything was so touching with this little girl. And on the morning, I said, okay, I'm going to take it for breakfast. Is it too long? It's nearly no, finished. No, no, you keep sharing. Because I was like, so I said, okay, I'm going to take it for breakfast. So I found a little place on the beach. And I didn't know what she liked. I didn't speak her language. So I said, okay, I'm going to order tea, coffee, because I like coffee, milk, jam, toast, eggs, you know, so everything came. <laughs> she took a cup. She puts the tea in her cup, the coffee in her cup, the plate of sugar in her cup, the butter in her cup, and she put everything. <laughs> she didn't know. She never seen tea, milk, coffee. She <laughs> 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 was so funny. <laughs> so I was sitting with there was two little boys walking on the beach in rag. And on, on the table we had eggs, and she took her eggs, and she ran to the little boy, and she opened her egg, and she gave to the two little boys, and I said, oh my God. You know, mm. she went to share. I mean, as this little girl, for me, this experience was, and, and she opened my heart so much that I decided to install water there. The people who live in this Lamayas government for years and years for water. The government didn't give them water. So I couldn't install a water well because it's too much rubbish. You know, you're talking piles, mountains for miles. So uh, I installed, um, so I, so I, you know, the well will have, won't have been good water. So. Mm-hmm. So I install water connected to, to the main water in the town. So, so this little girl was a blessing for the people in her community because she opened my heart so big that I found a way 
to bring water to the thousand people living in this slum, you know, so bless her, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's a nice story, isn't it's it? A, it's a really touching story. <clears throat> I know, so, and that, so you understand why I love my work so much for, for the expansion of love, really, you know. Yeah. yeah, the incredible vulnerability of so many of us. You know, we are one human family. Exactly. And um, exactly. for us exactly. to care for each other is perhaps one of the main reasons we're here on this planet. I think you, we're not created to live alone. <laughs> I think we are created to love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's so we can expand our humanity. Mm-hmm. You know? And as I said, people have different way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been asked to do this work and this, so I expand <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that, but I feel it's, it's energy growing, yeah. Exactly. It's a big vortex to move through one person and you yeah. flow with it so beautifully, Christine. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, We talked a little bit about hope before we began and how hope is born and what hope is. And it just really strikes a chord with me that food, water, love are related to hope Mm. and also the joy that you bring in. And that hope is moving us towards unity as a human species. Um, And I just thought from your really unique vantage point in the life that you live in the service of the orphan children that you could share with us about what hope is and where it comes from and how it can be fostered. I, I think that we all have hope inside of us. You know, there is always hope. You know, you hope to have a good podcast, you hope to make a good video, you hope, you know, maybe every day we experience hope in certain form, you know, and maybe again that's what expand or or ability to love and trust life, I think. Hope is, 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 is a form of energy who propel us in in enjoying life more, you know. So let's say, I don't know, even to the, you go shopping, you say, I hope I'm going to find some potatoes today, you know. So it propels your life to go to move, your body to move, to go to the shop and hope to find. So it's part of the of the energy of life, I think, you know, who, who make us move, who give us the energy and, and, and hope as well is, 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 is a fulfilling of life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, so, and, and it's part of trusting yourself and connected to, I don't know if it's called God, source, or something which sustains your life on this planet as a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, you go somewhere, I hope I'm gonna have a good time. You know, so you already hope, kind of make a tinkle. You know, just a word, if you think about hope, it's a tinkling hope. You know, mm-hmm. then it's like, ooh, excite, excitement. So then, then it's open up your trust. If you have hope, you have trust. Yeah? Mm. So with this trust, you open the door of the unlimited possibilities there is in the universe that if you trust, it'd be there for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it something like that? It, it's such a 
such a bountiful way to think and to be. And I'm really inspired by your depth of understanding in terms of love, hope, yeah. trust, sovereignty. You like it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, you. I think here in the West, we can get caught up in our ideas about independence and sovereignty and the idea of love. But to really live love is to get down into that seed, as you were saying, that seed of life from where existence comes. And in just getting to know yeah. you a little bit and yeah. understand who you are and how you live, I felt that hope emerged as a key component underneath any of that. How can we be so concerned and idealistic if we're not coming from a place of hope? Like, what is driving our bodies? Yeah. Yeah, what is moving us forward? Yeah, yeah. And in our search for authenticity, yeah. maybe finding where there is hope. We were yeah. chatting earlier about hope and suffering. And yeah. suffering, you were saying, Christine, is a matter of perspective. Yeah. And perhaps more related to contrast. I think for us in the West who... Um, sort of need to conjure hope up from deep within. Yeah. This idea of contrast is important. Can you share a little bit with us? So contrast, so when contrast, so let's say challenge, mm -hmm. yeah? Life for me, life bring a challenge. And the best perspective for me will be to see, oh no, this is happening to me, oh my God. Mm. Then I can go, I can deep into the pain, and, and, and I, the deeper I go, and the more stuck I can be into the pain, so I don't know how to get out of it. So sometimes I will go to a therapist, or a coach, or treatment, and, but there is a different way to look at it, it can be a challenge or a contrast who bring hope. Mm -hmm. So this is happening, so the hope is to get out of it, get, get out of this problem, or then hope. So with hope, it's an opening, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Hope there is a solution to that. So when there is a problem, there is always a solution. If you can find it within yourself, with hope, you open to the, all the possibilities that there is. If you're stuck in it, you close, so you can't, you stay in the dark kind of thing. But if you take it, say, oh great, <laughs> it's not always easy to say, oh great, I suppose if you have, you know, some people will say, oh yeah, you know. I broke my leg, I'm gonna say, oh great. You know, but, but for everything there is, there is a hope of a solution, of a recovery. And as human beings, I believe we're here for expansion. You know, how do we expand again in your, in your love or your consciousness? Something is happening and you can say, great, it's an opportunity to expand. How can I do that? I hope I can find the solution. And the universe, or God, or whatever you call it, we bring you the solution because that's what you focus on. Mm -hmm. You know? Don't close the door to hope or solution because they're all there. Mm -hmm. There is always a solution. Mm -hmm. You just need to open your heart to it and trust. So we come back again to the same. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I, I realize, oh, I have to close my little shop, oh, I'm gonna... You know, my charity, I'm going to find funding, and, and, and I had to go to sing, and I said, there is other way to do it, there is hope, and my friend said, oh, you need to do, you need to go and do, people need to see you now, need to, what you do, so it's a bit of stretch for me to talk to someone, because being seen, you know, I always wanted to get on with it, you know. <laughs> you you were saying this earlier, that for, so, for more than 10 years, you never talked about what you did, you just did it. I just did it. And yeah. now you're being asked to talk, and you yeah. didn't ask to talk to me, 
it dropped into my field of awareness. Who yeah. shall I bring on the podcast? Oh, yes, yeah. this beautiful woman, Christine, that does this all for love, love for all. Yeah. I want to meet her. Like, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and here you are. So. so that was my hope, to find other ways to fundraise for my charity. Mm-hmm. And the universe brought you to me. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> and you are very lovely. I feel really... Privilege that the world that you ask me mm-hmm. because you are so sweet oh. and it's easy to talk. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. And I have learned so much from you. You truly feel like um, a woman I can look up to and emulate. <laughs> really? Yeah, the but depth. the same. <laughs> oh, the depth of your commitment to your passion and your willingness yeah. when you received that message to care for the orphans, to just do it with all of your heart. This willingness is such a bright example. Each person, when they receive the message of their heart, what is their medicine to carry, if they can deliver it with such passion. Yeah, follow your heart. The universe will bring everything on your path for it to achieve it. It's been a journey, you know, it's not always been easy, but it's... It's been, I realize it's been a journey for me as well at a deep level, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm really lucky in a way. Mm-hmm. Because through this work, myself, I have come to more hope, more expansion, more feeling mm-hmm. what it is to be a human being in this little body mm-hmm. and let love lead. Mm. So I'm really lucky, really. Mm. <laughs> His love is everywhere. Mm. And because I I expand in love, I keep meeting lovely people, loving <laughs> people. You lovely, he's lovely, your dog is lovely. <laughs> so wherever I go, I just meet lovely people. It's great. Mm. There's nobody in my life anymore. Mm. <laughs> Look, where are they? They cannot come because the, the vibration of love cannot repel them, I suppose, you know, because you attract what you, you, you yeah. vibrate. Exactly. We are vibration. So I'm not perfect. I'm not about love, love, love all the time. You know, I, I have moments where, but then I hope again to be, <laughs> that it's going to get better. <laughs> and it can better. Christine. Yeah, thank you. Where does this love arise from in you? I mean, just as a Westerner, a lot of us feel like we have to do this practice or that practice or this thing to find love. Oh yeah, love is a big word, isn't mm-hmm. it? So love has as so many different expressions. Love can be hate as well, mm. you know? Or, or what am I saying? So let's say if you meet someone and you hate this person, it's probably because there is no source of love coming from this person. Mm-hmm. So again, there is a call for love. Mm. You know, we born, okay, let's make it simple. We born from love. You know, it's a man and a woman who met and not this pull towards each other, they made love, they, you know. Mm. So we, that's it, that the first spark is love. Mm. And I feel sometimes most of the human being journey is to go back to this spark of love, to bring it, it within us. How do I find this spark when two being met, because it's so powerful that a baby born from it. Uh-huh. Imagine at the time of conception, the body and the universe would go, you know, and the being comes in. <laughs> Imagine the force of creation that is. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I don't have all the answer, but I, you know, I ask myself questions. <laughs> and I think maybe that's what it is. We come to feel this kind of energy created us again uh, 
so we can really wiggle and enjoy life <laughs> or sparkly, you know. So, and I think that's why we came for, just to enjoy the love of creation. Uh-huh. I don't know, I don't know, I don't have an answer. But when you realize that, life is so good. Because you realize that's what I'm here for. So I love the flowers and I love the water and I love love love. You know, it's look a bit like love it to be oh yeah, love, love, love. But it's no but is sometimes it's not so easy. Sometimes I can feel a bit shy to love. So let's say if I meet someone I think oh person is incredible. It's something in me I feel a bit shy to express my love to this person. Then mm. I go into fear, like something I'm not good enough. Mm. But then I realize fear is expansion. Remember that. Mm. When you have fear, that's a good one, isn't it? Thinking, oh, I've got a bit of fear here. So don't go into the story why I fear, why I'm not capable to be, I'm not good. Say, wow, I feel fear I'm expanding. My expanding is wanted whatever, you know, whatever bring this fear at the moment. You know, you can have fear of water, don't go into the sea. So you can say, oh, I can't go into the sea because when I was a child, I fell into the swimming pool. Oh, at the end, you can say, wow, but fear, what do I really want? I want to be able to swim in the sea and enjoy it. Uh So that's your next expansion. For me, with people I really love, I feel, oh my God, these incredible people. I want to be able to love them as equal, not shrink down. You know, if I Mm. feel someone as, wow, then I I feel small next Mm. to them. You know, I want to be able to, love without comparing myself to this person, you know? Just, you like that? I love it. (laughs) I love it because... You like it? It it gets to the essence of this vibration that you carry, which is um, when, when we are in need, hope is born. When we have fear, expansion is yeah. born this is how love is operating in your life yeah yeah and this is how that vortex is generated around like a consistent willingness to expand exactly yeah. acceptance of what is there and where can yeah. it take me because we are emotional being mm. it's no point trying not to have emotion mm. it's really hard to <laughs> give yourself <laughs> hard work if you try not to have thought, that's really hard as well. Mm-hmm. So you need to combine a bit your thought and emotion and whatever happened and just say, okay, mm-hmm. deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little mm-hmm. hummingbird, you find the way through. And yeah, from there yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. Well, Christine. Um, Thank you. Well, I took a lot, didn't I? Oh, my gosh. Time passed in a jiffy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in a jiffy. Um, you're based in Brighton. Yeah. And if people would like to get involved with All About Love and Love for All. It's all for love and love for all. All for love and love for all. <laughs> like the three muscadets, you know? All for one and love. Uh-huh. Yeah. I asked when I was asked to do the work for the children. I said, okay, Universal, I'm going to call it. And, and I heard all for love and love for all. That's a bad mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All for love, love for all. So, yeah, see, people want to get involved. Um, I mean, yes, they can. I have a website. <laughs> it's feel a bit like, you know, uh-huh. even the last time, like I have a CD. <laughs> Uh, I have a website, which is www.alala, <laughs> so it's an acronym for all for love, and love. Uh-huh. so it's A-L-A-L-A dot org dot UK. Uh-huh. 
And so I sent him a sort of email address there. Or, yeah, you can't find me in my little shop because I'm closing it in a week or two. Which is okay, it, feel, it feels like, I've, you know, the next chapter really stretching my hope and trust that the universe will provide to keep doing my love mission in the world. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, ooh, that's a, I'm not going to go too long on this story, but I hope my love can expire in some different way. I don't know, but I feel, I feel, I, I, yeah, I feel it. I feel I will be guided to spread the love to the children of the world. Yeah, I don't see how it can't not happen, Christine. Yes. It is yeah. noble. Noble, um, that's a big word, noble, isn't it? Noble, beautiful, Noble, beautiful. To bring wow. the water and the food and the joy to the orphans yeah. and the places. I mean, we are moving as humanity towards unity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Let's We're doing do it. it. Exactly. We're doing it. There's We're no doing way it. it's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. So, alala.org.uk, yeah. and um, people are welcome to contact you directly. They can mm. contact you through me, and let's see what unfolds. Yeah, you More never know. Hope. Bring it on, us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ready. We're ready. Mm. The children are ready. The children. Oh, I'm going to cry again. Mm. (laughs) The children. So right now, before we finish, let's just give our gratitude to the children for their incredible beingness in this world, for their willingness yeah. to come to this planet for their willingness yeah. to thrive to expand yeah. and yeah. to receive yeah. and for the beauty of their hearts yeah may these orphan children receive the good thoughts the love the trust yeah. and the food and water that they so deeply deserve yeah mm-hmm. may you have all the strength and joy and blessings that you need to create that and may we all yeah. be so inspired thank you so much yeah may all being be fed mm. may all beings be fed yeah yes <laughs> uh-huh. thank you for joining us again and thank i look forward to hearing from you your thoughts and feedback on this podcast are so welcome please do get in touch with christine and have a wonderful journey. I hope. Thank you for listening.